0: Secrets from a coach. Thrive and maximise your potential in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson-Staveley of Phenomenal Training. Debs. Laura,
1: you alright?
0: Yeah, I'm all fired up for this current focus that we've got on future-proofing.
1: I know, it's amazing. How's your chat, G, chat?
0: <laughs> chat
1: GPT? I've got my head around that. Chat GPT going, Law.
0: Uh, it's easy for you to <laughs> say.
1: it's <laughs> oh, This
0: human tongue yeah. that we are, you know, burdened by. It would be so much easier We're if it was just words yeah, It would, wouldn't it, if
1: it was written down from some AI machine that would pull, pull it out for us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, well, having great fun continuing with Chat GPT. For anyone who hasn't heard about it, it has kind of caught the attention of the of the masses in terms of the real world implication of having this phenomenal AI capability for free at your fingertips on your phone. And uh, where last week we focused on what it means to connect with caring conversations, um, a bit like caring, the ability to be creative is highly difficult to automate because true creativity, like Genuine caring tends to not have a scripted pattern. It tends to be in the moment. It requires cognitive flexibility. So if you're looking for a bit of a practical view on caring, then uh, that was last week's one. And this one is all about creativity. Debs, from your perspective, how important is the element of creativity going to be in our workplaces now and for the next couple of years?
1: Oh, I think it's going to be huge um, I think it's always has been something that's been on our radar about we we don't only go one way. There could be many ways to look at different things. So that ability to have that, um, to be creative and to look at different ways of sending out a message or connecting with people or communicating in a way that creates what we call, you know, the everyday conversations that people remember, I think is going to be really important as well as, knowing what to do when to do it how do we break it down and so it's not just one size fits all at all um because i think that's quite lazy um and if we're only ever thinking the same way or we have the same um outlook on life that you know oh okay yeah i did that last week i'll do it again i'll do it again same old same old same old actually that gets really boring whereas if we can add in that level of creativity and um fun and energy i think that's what enables people to connect like we talked about last week, but it also lets the um, creative flow, if you like, to come up with new and much better ways of doing things sometimes or that can actually make a difference in this world.
0: Oh, love it, Debs. Um, so I asked ChatGPT. Go on, what, what did it
1: say this time?
0: What are the core elements of a creative conversation? Okay. And I was kind of looking mm-hmm. at it, first of all, going, oh, you know, it's taking so long. And I realised that I hadn't scrolled down to see the answer <laughs> that had already been started to be written in 0.4 <laughs> seconds wow, this time. Wow, even quicker. So my opposable thumbs were slower <laughs> <laughs> than uh, the the, the chatbot's ability to be able to generate this information. But I mean, it talks a good game, Deb. So I've asked the question, what are the core elements of a creative conversation? So let's say we're, uh, you know, I'm a a, a a leader and I want to mentor my team on being innovative and creative. These are the five things that have come up. We need to be open-minded, curiosity, asking questions, brainstorming, so encouraging free-flowing idea generation and being open to all ideas no matter how unconventional they may be, flexible uh, and collaboration. So again, good words and some great little descriptors, but I know your favourite question whenever you're faced with a seemingly concrete bit of information like this is...
1: So what does that mean? (laughs) So what?
0: what is it, oh, yeah. So what? What does it look yeah. like? What does it feel like? I might be there with my whiteboard ready to have an open-minded conversation. But if every time the most junior team member says something, I roll my eyes and touch.
1: Exactly. <laughs> it's a bit of a giveaway, oh, isn't it? Not, is actually? Yeah, you're not listening in that moment and you're definitely not open-minded to what they have to say.
0: <laughs> so um, let's have a bit of an explore about, well, what might that mean in terms of tapping into the art of creative Conversation. So I know we've got a couple of practical takeaway tips that we thought might be useful to share. As a bit of a starter, Shall I take you through something that really intrigued me for it was a piece of work we were doing with a client last um, last year which was all about creativity and resilience through creativity and what that might mean and there's something that as uh, uh, I think it originates in the world of um, education but bloom's taxonomy Oh
1: oh my god I'm intrigued tell me more
0: So this is bloom's thinking taxonomy the six levels of thinking And each of those at a different level in the hierarchy of cognitive ability so the requirement that's kind of required so cognitive is the part of the brain that is where all the information is processed memories are stored language is processed whereas psychological is all your kind of thoughts feelings and experiences you might apply to that so the cognitive bit is almost like the machinery of your brain how you think things through and level one which is seen as the lowest level of um, effort that's required is remembering So recalling information. The next level is understanding. So what that information then needs. The third level is then applying. So implementing that understanding of what you've recalled. The fourth level then is analysing, so working out whether that was uh, how they relate, whether that was any good or not. The fifth one is then evaluating, so judging the criteria on the value from that um, thought, and then creating. So putting together something new that has formed from that gap in knowledge or from the space that's created between those different bits of information. So just to test you right now, level one is remembering. So can you recall your birthday?
1: Yes, I can actually. <laughs> and it's now,
0: she did that quicker than GPT listeners. <laughs> so that's level one remembering. So it takes limited amount of effort to recall that information that is there embedded. Level six is the creating. So, um, Debs, have you thought through how you're going to spend your next notable birthday?
1: Um, I haven't to some extent. Everybody else seems to be doing it for me, but I haven't per se. I've done some little bits but not focused on it completely.
0: All right. Now, listeners, we could already tell she took about 150 words there <laughs> to kind of fumble her way through that response. And I could see her eyes darting left, right, centre as she's thinking it through. So that takes far more energy to create. So that um, level of kind of uh, cognitive requirement from level one to level six, so it takes more effort to be able to be creative Why is that? Because you're thinking of things that haven't been thought of before, which means at that point, whatever output is going to have a higher premium than just banging out stats and data from things that might have happened before, but might not be so relevant now. So, Debs, in your experience, what helps people, teams tap into their creativity?
1: It's given them um, the space to think so when you're giving people that that um carp launch space to go, this is just an opportunity for us to look at what the possibilities could be. Not will be, um, it's could be. And actually this space, however long you've got to to use in that space, is just for us to free flow, as you said, and to be as creative as we wanna be. And there are different ways you could do that. And I think it's that generating the energy that sits behind it no idea is a crazy idea right they're just ideas for now and it's what you do with them to explore them and navigate your way through them so you can start to think about well, what does that mean for us and you can ask be curious around the questions so i think that's the bit you brings the energy and you look for possibilities it doesn't have to be finalized in that moment um and I think that's where, when we're in the coaching space, that's what enables us to have great conversations with people where they are, they're creating what their roadmap could be. Um, and when we look at the grow model, which is the most common of coaching models that's out there, right? You think, okay, what do you want to achieve? Now, not everybody might come into that conversation knowing what the end goal is. That's Okay. So you can say, well, if we if we were to know what we wanted, you know, how might we go about exploring that? We can just throw loads of ideas in. So you might have one big question, you know, and the, the big question that sometimes people go, I say to people, what do you want your life to be about? It's a huge question, right? But if you go, oh, my God, you know, that's my that's my focus. So it might not be the end goal, but it's certainly my focus. So, yeah, okay, let's explore that. And we explore with the curiosity, if you like, that we had, and we can be just looking at the different options that could be open to us. As I say, we're not going into any um, fixed. We're just saying, okay, let's look at, at the options. So that's the O. Let's explore what those options could be. And we can be as free as we want, paint them. I've had people do vision boards. I've had people do words. I've had people just throw statements at me. Uh, it, It doesn't matter. It's creating that free space for people to just have that freedom of thought and knowing that no idea is a crazy idea. They are just options at this moment in time and obviously, as we know, we can come back to the reality. So, what's going on for you now? How might that impact on you and the way forward? But for me, it's that bit that says, you know, let's explore the options. That is where we can be creative and come up with different ways of thinking, trying something new. We may explore them even further and go, maybe that's not the right thing for me. Great. Let's, what else have you got? So, the more we can generate options, and opportunities to look for possibilities, the the better the conversation is.
0: Oh, I love it! And just a real quick reminder: I know we've 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 talked about it before, but the grow model, as you said, is goal, reality, options way ahead. Mm-hmm. And um, although it's written like that, you know, because it spells the nice word, grow. Um, I know how, I know your particular style is it's a conversation, yes. which then has got a loose kind of structure underneath mm-hmm. it. But you're 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 going with the flow within that kind of conversation. Um, and of course, that array of of and that variety of options, us humans love variety. It's why we like looking At our phones because it, you know, gives us variety and things to look at. And the more bored we are, then the less, you know, creative we can be. And I think sometimes just even a shift in where you hold your meeting or a shift in who runs that meeting can generate a new energy. I mean, the amount of times, Debs, I know you'd have been the same. People have said to me, We covered that so many times, (sighs) but you come in as a fresh voice and people genuinely listen. And it's not because you know, we're, uh, we're any better than that um, internal manager. It's just we're fresh. There's a variety. And humans are programmed to attend to things that look different because it's part of our survival instinct. Because if your ancestor didn't have the creativity to be able to understand that that piece of grass was moving and the other wasn't, it got eaten by the <laughs> saber-toothed tiger and you weren't born. <laughs> So we we are the most creative versions of humans that there's ever been because all our ancestors have had to think differently, innovate, use all of that prefrontal cortex to come up with new and wondrous ways of working to enable us to have then been safely born and manufactured and, you know, here, here we are now. So it's in us. It's just if you are not particularly inspired by your environment at the moment or the role or the tasks that you're doing, then it can be easy for your brain to get stuck in that track. So even sometimes just shifting where you're hold your team meetings, or shifting where you're doing some of your thinking work, or listening to music, or you know just changing your breakfast routine it's incredible how those little shifts can kind of just bring a bit of a spark. Neurobics as we call it isn't it Dave? It
1: is our neurobics which we think is just a good way of as you said sparking our brains into maybe thinking a little bit differently and being creative in you know how we can actually perform you know a bit of a voguing by Madonna actually on the screen um, and the environment we create and um, we know right, law, we've seen people do that if if for real, and they are really creative and some are just so innovative in the way that they show up right um when they know what they've got to be faced with and i and I think that's what's really important is never for me, it's about never losing your creative spirit it's it's there it is within all of us. Um, And as you said, because of maybe life or things, we've got same old, same old, we repeat patterns of behaviour, but they may not be good for us. It's that, that little creative spark, that curiosity that we had as a child still is within us. And if we can just like open that up a little bit and shine a bit of light on that curiosity from a childlike perspective, where we will just you know be in our own heads, we we'll explore, we make up games. If we can get back to that, I think that can just open up a whole another um, you know realm of possibility. But I think you need to trust yourself, but set it up well. That says, you know what. We're just going to play. How often do you bring in like a metaphor to get people to think differently? Or we bring in Lego blocks to build what they expect to see. So we're tapping into that childlike experience of learning and being creative and having this just no, you know, no constraints around us, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I mean, metaphors are such a brilliant way to unlock a bit of a creative spark in a conversation. And, uh, you know, if you don't think metaphors are um, at any value, well, ask the Hollywood movie business, because basically, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm not going to be the rock, um, you know, in one of the films that he's then in, but I can imagine what it's like. And it gets me thinking, God, how would I handle that scenario? So metaphors are stories, and it's a way of looking at another realm and thinking, for example, you know, geese flying in four, Mm-hmm. and the lessons we can take from uh, teamwork from geese. none of us know what it's like to be a goose, but we can all look up and we know what they, you know what, why they work in that way and what that means for us. and it enables then transfer of different industries within your career. So if anyone's feeling a little bit stuck and you think, oh, yeah, but I only know accountancy and I can't do anything else. But there are so many transferable skills from legal to financial to medical, so many transferable skills. If you apply a bit of a a metaphor, it allows you to just see things in a bit more of a um, a kind of a bigger perspective. And as a result of of that, it can actually re spark a bit of confidence just by viewing your own day to day, mundane, routine, business as usual processes with a slightly different perspective because it might be routine for you, but in another industry, this is the future-proofing angle, it could be a complete game-changer in terms of how things have done because they might be forward or behind or on a different curve.
1: Mm, I think you've got to have um, a bit of a desire to want to like look up and learn, right, as we call it. So... You know, if we always don't have our heads down doing the same old, same old, same old, as you said, complacency settles in, it gets dull, um, it gets dirty and it can get de- dangerous, as you said last time. And guess what will come in then? The good old robot will come and fix that one for you, right? So it's that ability to look up and go, can we do this differently? What's the benefit of that? Again, it's coming back to being curious by asking questions. It's that, you know, what if, you know, so we can work out what that could look like We're not making any decisions in this moment in time. We're just creating that space to just be creative, explore, play. You know, it can make a huge difference.
0: Another really practical tool for anyone who kind of has got a, um, a team meeting coming up or there's a bit of thinking that, you know, you need to bring in is the reverse brainstorming tool. Oh, I like this one. Go on, law. Yeah. So the reverse brainstorming tool is sometimes we can get a bit of thinker's block because let's say we ask the question, um, how can we generate more customers in the next six months? And then you can kind of get a bit of a block in your mind mm-hmm. because you're just viewing it as this big mountain of like, you know, things that we've tried before and have failed. And, you know, you can get kind of a bit hemmed in by um, some of the old thinking. If you reverse it to what would help us lose customers over the next six months? And it's much easier to sometimes think of all of the things that we don't want to do that. We definitely Mm -hmm. don't want to do this. And then you flip it. So you ask it from a negative perspective and then you then flip it and it can bring up quite a useful, as in it's different, a slightly um, uh, fresher way of looking at things, and it can help unlock conversation. And particularly um, if you've got some angry, resistant, slightly you know demoralised team members at the moment, it can also be quite a real conversation. People feel like they've been listened to. Yeah. They can see that they're contributing to something that is going to be created as a plan moving forward. And it can be a really refreshing way to run a brainstorming mm-hmm. conversation. Just as an aside, it's been quite interesting hearing people say over the last couple of years, oh, no, no, but my role is not creative yes. or, we're not the creative department. Yeah. The creative department, capital C, capital D are over there. But actually, if none of us are thinking freshly or innovatively about what we do, whether you are in a formally creative job or not, then um, we're missing a trick. And we're also missing out on some of that energy as well, because every role needs to be creative if we are wanting to create new opportunities in the um, years and decades ahead. Yeah,
1: I think I think you're spot on, Law. And I think that's when my call to action would come in, actually, to help us do that. If you sort of think about if you, before you point the finger outwards, so if you have that in your mind's eye, so if you can also, um, when you hear something, you listen to something or you um, are involved in something, and you can just close your eyes and you can paint a picture in your head about what you think it might look like. So this ability to paint the visual image in our head can be so powerful because the more we practice that, the more creative we get with colours coming into it and shapes and everything else. So my call to action is have a picture in your head as if you're pointing your finger out towards somebody else and there are three fingers pointing back at you. And it's that bit, before I make a decision, before I just close an idea down, actually what are three ways that I can be even more creative what three ways can I create possibility in this conversation? And therefore, is that going to help me be more innovative and creative in the, my approach to what I'm doing at the moment? My answer is yes, it will. Give it a go.
0: Oh, I love it. My share the secret would be if something sparked by um, something I saw you do with the senior leadership team um, a couple of weeks ago, which was if we don't seek disagreement. And if we don't generate some kind of positive conflict in the room, then we could be missing a creative spark because where there's friction, there's a spark. And it's the skill set to turn that not into a fight, but into uh, finding out what's the conflict and the difference. Because new ideas can be generated because you have a slightly different take on something from me if I just hang around and get feedback from people who think the same as me and have got the same ideas potentially we're going to get stale so my share the secret would be next time you're working on something and you've got an idea going seek out someone that you know can be a critical friend that will have a different perspective that potentially will disagree with what you're saying or have a different kind of opinion and as a result of that conversation you could end up with a much more richer higher value idea because you run it through the disagreement aspect not just looking for other people to nod along and say yeah it sounds great because uh that's that human ability to be able to problem solve and get that disagreement but it's the maturity to channel that in a way that means you can create a positive outcome even though the conversation might have had some ups and downs Yeah,
1: definitely i love that actually law and that links into what you were talking about last time about our human edge skills right that mental presence personal resilience and the emotional intelligence to be able to show up in the way that's going to create that good conversation, great,
0: love it. Oh, I tell you what, Devs, now we need to go make make sure that we keep going out and about and finding people that. That disagree with absolutely. us absolutely. Otherwise, we're going to nod along to each other day, ideas, going, "Oh yeah, you've totally got it <laughs> sorted," and then thinking, yeah. no, "No, there were some other ways." Don't you as well. worry? I
1: think we find that. Or I find that quite a lot sometimes on workshops, especially face to face, where people haven't been in the room for a while. And and I love this. I love the cynics that that peer in a room. Love that. Bring That's a conversation oh, for another yeah. day, though, right?
0: <laughs> that definitely is. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So um, have a fantastic creative week, and you um, too,
1: Law. Can't
0: wait to tap in into our third in our four part series focusing on future proofing our human edge skills and so our third one is going to be looking at how do we engage with collaborative conversations so can't wait to collaborate with you on that Devs and see what chat GPT has to say about yes, that
1: yes I'm intrigued to find out <laughs> thanks <Lore>. Law <laughs> <right, darling>. have, <laughs> have a good love one you. Have a love you bye, bye. bye.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at secretsfromacoach@aol.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you're a Spotify listener, give us a rating as it makes it easier for us to share the secret with others.